You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. It's Wednesday, December 5th. I'm Zeke Robison. Today, we're asking, is Spotify screwed? Spotify is the world's biggest music streamer, but rarely turns a profit and just cuts 17% of its workforce. Its business model looks increasingly precarious. Make sure to listen to the end to find out what other Wired podcasts you can check out today. Just days after people gleefully posted their Spotify wrapped, bad news came from the music streaming giant. Spotify announced Monday it would cut 17% of its workforce, a chunk that equates to an estimated 1,500 people. It's the third time the world's largest music streamer has cut jobs this year. The news came after Spotify posted its first profitable quarter since 2021. In a memo to staff, CEO Daniel Ek said the company had expanded its workforce and offerings significantly throughout 2020 and 2021 thanks to lower-cost capital, but is now bumping up against the same problems startups across industries are facing, like high capital costs and slowed economic growth. X said the cuts may seem surprisingly large given the recent positive earnings report and our performance, but due to the gap between our financial goal state and our current operational costs, Spotify would take substantial action. Despite its popularity, Spotify held 30% of the music streaming market by late 2022, the company has long struggled to turn consistent profits. The layoffs wrap up a bad year. Spotify also cut 6% of its workforce in January, followed by another 2% in June as it slimmed down its podcasting business. Even as the world's most recognizable music streaming service, Spotify is plagued by an unreliable business model, where record companies sit back and rake in royalty payments, while artists can struggle to bring in enough cash. Investors are increasingly impatient in 2023 for tech firms to start making money, says Phil Bird, head of rights at royalties and software development company Vistex. Spotify isn't alone. Tech companies have slashed jobs throughout the year, with more than 250,000 people losing jobs worldwide in 2023, according to Layoffs.FYI, a site that tracks job cuts in tech. Many major tech companies that overhired during the pandemic have taken steps to right-size, and that's what X says Spotify is doing now, too. But Spotify's high cost to license music adds to its financial strain. The cost of doing business is huge for streaming companies, Bird says. Spotify gained momentum in the third quarter of 2023, earning 32 million euros, or $34.6 million, in operating income. 
It now has 226 million subscribers and 574 million monthly users. On the surface, it looks great, says Simon Dyson, senior principal analyst of music and digital audio at consultancy firm Omdia. It's that nagging costs that it can't get on top of. Spotify and the recording industry have a deeply entwined and sticky relationship. Spotify is seen as a savior of the music industry, which flailed after Napster upended music downloading in 1999, but artists earn wildly different incomes based on how Spotify pays. According to a calculation from Billboard, Taylor Swift could have earned nearly $100 million from streaming on Spotify alone so far this year. Smaller artists earn far less, and music streaming models have long been accused of exploiting them. Like Spotify, Apple Music and Amazon Music are each charging $10.99 each month for premium subscriptions, and each give access to 100 million songs. But unlike Spotify, both Apple and Amazon have other massive streams of revenue elsewhere to fall back on. So Spotify has spent the past few years looking for that standout content. It spent more than $1 billion to build its podcast world and acquire exclusive deals to shows like The Joe Rogan Experience. This fall, it began offering paying subscribers in the UK and Australia free audiobook access for 15 hours each month. The music streaming fight isn't like the streaming wars, where Max, Netflix, Hulu, and others can each lure in subscribers with classic and original movies and shows. If Spotify were to charge more for music, it already increased monthly prices from $9.99 to $10.99 this summer in the U.S., it would risk losing people to comparable services where people can find the same songs. But unless it can convince people to pay more for music, it might continue to struggle. It's too cheap, says Dyson. To have access to every single piece of music that's ever been released, and ever will be released, for $10 a month is just astounding. The same is true of Spotify today as was true when it was founded 17 years ago. It's a business that's good for listeners and labels, but bad for both streamers and artists. Make sure to check out our other Wired podcasts. Today in Wired Business, the pilots delivering your Amazon packages are ready to strike. Checking in on Wired Science, how Ozempic could also help you drink less alcohol. And on Wired Security, how to not get hacked by a QR code. Listen to these stories and more at wired.com podcasts. Thanks for listening to Wired. Check back in tomorrow to hear more stories from Wired.com. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.